What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered, this special Friday edition. It's Triggered episode number 243 here on Friday, December 11th, and we finally have our prize possession back. Matt, is back <laughs> after being sick for a while, welcome back, bud. Thanks, man. I guess we can tell them what, what happened to me, I guess. Yeah, so Matt had the China virus. Yeah, I got COVID, everybody. I contracted, uh, I contracted the, Chi- the Chinese, so the Chinese kept me away. But I'm back. Everything's gone. Cough is gone. So, and so uh, most of you know that we live together. We're actually in the same house right now, but on separate floors. Matt's yeah. up in his room. Storm kept me outside for two weeks. I lived <laughs> in my car. <laughs> uh, knock on wood. I mean, it's a miracle that yeah, it is. It's I really haven't gotten it yet. But yeah, um, let's talk about. Uh, speaking of China, let's talk about. Swalwell and the Chinese spy who shot. Oh yeah, how he got the yellow fever? Yeah, he got another. Uh, you know, he got something <laughs> just as bad as COVID. Uh, Swalwell got the yellow fever from uh, folks. You you cannot make this up mm-hmm. from a Chinese agent named Fang Fang. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he got Fang by Fang Fang, <laughs> and it's such a porn name. It is totally is, and then um, apparently. And she's been doing this. Apparently, there's a couple of Democratic mayors that she was allegedly f***ing as well. And, and this has been since 2014, apparently, yeah, or earlier. Yeah. It's bad. The whole, the whole, the, that whole, the, the Bay Area Democrats that we have up on the Hill have all been compromised. Remember, Diane Feinstein had like a spy her, on her staff for like 20 years or so. Chinese spy. Yeah, you know, it was her have, driver. Yeah, with driver. We have, and, and just not. Besides that, we have like all their teams are getting busted. We have all like these academic scholars and visiting yep. fellows that are in our higher education institutions being busted for espionage. So, you know, he, this is a guy who peddled like how Moscow is like public enemy number one. Trump Russia collusion is real. And he was like basically has been compromised by a Chinese spy for years. And uh, yes, I get it. I know he cut off contact, but still, what is he doing on the House Intelligence Committee? Exactly. Removed. Yep. And and <laughs> you have to like take a look at this from the angle of he's on the Intel Committee. Yeah. And she infiltrated a select group of people. I mean, Feinstein's on the Senate Intelligence Committee, so her Chinese spy also. And yeah. U.S. officials say that Fang's real reason for being in the U.S. was to gather political intelligence yeah. and influence U.S. officials on China issues. I mean, Talk about uh, double penetration right there, you know. Oh my God! All right. Well, Matt's definitely back in the house. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, the thing, the thing he, that really drives me nuts is that Pelosi knew about this. Since oh yeah, a long she time. To. She had to. For a long time. Apparently she was briefed on it back in like, I think it was like 2016 or 17. And when she was asked about it yesterday, what did she resort to? Oh, QAnon. Oh my God. Yeah. Because McCarthy, uh, House Minority Leader McCarthy said that Swalwell should be removed from the House Intel Committee. And her response was, well, he should worry about QAnon in his delegation. <sighs> I mean, th- these people are just unhinged. Typical. <laughs> it's crazy. And the thing that makes it even more suspicious is Swalwell hasn't really denied it, but he's just like, you know, throwing personal attacks at the people that are bringing this up about him. Yeah. And this is all in the background of the information coming out on Hunter Biden. 
who is very clearly wholly owned by the Chinese government. And perhaps that extends to his father. We know it extends to his brother, James. Yeah. yeah. So what, what do you think is like going to be the outcome of this whole Hunter Biden thing? Because, you know, the, the damning report came out about his ties to all these Chinese communists, yeah. uh, basically using his father's influence to gather the money the taxes being under federal investigation, the laptop is real. And what do you know, what we were saying the whole time before the election, and and we were dismissed as being part of a Russian disinformation campaign, all of our reporting was factually accurate in the long run. What do you think about all that? I think it's going to lead to uh, impeachment proceedings. I mean, if there's one thing the government loves to, to go after people, it's taxes. And they're not going to go after those 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 folks unless it, unless their case is ironclad. And you know, it's I mean, as you, as people say, you know, the only the only records that government keeps diligently are tax records. So I think there's definitely going to be. I mean, this is going to be a months long investigation, as as with anything with the federal government. Mm-hmm. But you know, well, apparently I think, it's apparently I, it's been going on for a long yeah. time already. Oh well, yeah, for a long time since like what 2019 or something. Yeah. So I think we're going to. F- you know, I think uh, Hunter is going to be uh, into some tax trouble. I think James is going to be ensnared as well. And I think uh, if we have a good midterm election cycle in 2022, when all this should pro- probably drop, we could, uh, you know, we can impeach Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Although the the thing that uh, he was smart in picking Kamala is that it's his insurance policy is yeah. probably rather deal with him than her. Let's say he falls. All right. And she's mm-hmm. there. I think I think we can bump her off in 2024. Yeah, probably. She's not. She's not. I mean, she, she nationally, she's not. Everybody votes for the top of the ticket. So, yeah, well, that's going to be the interesting thing is that she'll be the heir apparent to 2024 just as as being, you know, the vice president. So. But- yeah, no, but I think I think a lot of murky, you know, stormy, a lot of stormy conditions are are on the horizon with this Hunter Biden stuff. Which yeah, it, 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 I mean, besides um, NPR, I mean, isn't it great? Like Leslie Stahl of CBS News, of uh, CBS News, and all these people at CNN like eating over the whole. Line. Oh yeah, we don't give, we you know, it's a distraction. We're not going to give pay any attention. No, no, no. The Bidens are under investigation, et cetera. Et cetera. Well, yeah, and you have, uh, the, you know, the Daily Beast did the same thing. Yeah. Um, you had the the Twitter shutdown of the Post account over this, which, yes, in retrospect, I mean, that's election tampering for yeah. sure. That's and very, the same thing on Facebook. Chinese-esque, by the way, too, just shutting down someone's yep. social media access and spreading information, so... I mean, they pulled yeah. a page out of the Hong Kong book there with the Washington, with the New York Post, who did a good, good job reporting on, on all the the emails. So, and yep. um, and you know, also Bobolinsky, you know, yes. a noted Democrat, now completely vindicated, vindicated, vindicated. Yeah. Yes, you know, and all this. So, I mean, I, I, frankly, he, I mean, it was from the beginning because who in their right mind would willingly lie to the FBI? Yeah, he was interviewed. So why? Why? I mean, if this was all a bunch of you know garbage, you know, he was going to go to jail for something. Although at the same time, you know, the FBI has been known to go after people who are totally innocent. Like, uh, <clears throat> cough, Michael Flynn. Excuse me. Yeah. So well, we also now have uh, Senator Tom Cotton basically saying that there should be a special counsel appointed here 
uh, to ensure a fair investigation. And yeah. the point that he makes is actually a very uh, valid one, I think, because he said, quote, these investigations span multiple jurisdictions. If Joe Biden becomes president, then all of those prosecutors are in line to be fired next month. If there were ever circumstances that created a conflict of interest and called for a special counsel, I think those circumstances are present here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I actually think that would be a good move uh, yeah. to do that, you know, pending the the very big Hail Mary Supreme Court case. The fact is Joe Biden is going to become president, whether we like it or not. And obviously we don't yeah. like it, but we got to hamstring them. I mean, it, it places a major taint on the incoming administration for sure. Yeah. I mean, the swamp is back. I mean, what would you guys expect? I mean, this is, yeah. this, this is what you voted for, but you know, it all comes down to those Georgia runoffs. And, yeah, which um, I think, uh, I think we're going to lose honestly. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doom, doom and gloom headed into the weekend folks yeah um, well you know here's the thing with georgia right I, I i don't think it matters how many republicans come out to vote because you have state leadership there feckless rhino state leadership in in brian kemp who i used to really like and the secretary of state there who have questionable conflicts of interest of their own having to do with the voting machines their dominion yeah. and they're not doing anything to prevent this same type of fraud from happening. Yeah. So if you're the Democrats, why wouldn't you run the same playbook again? It worked once, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, that, that's just like kind of the realist angle I'm coming in from. Obviously, I would love to keep both seats and keep the Senate. We, we yeah. need that to happen. Yeah. But I just can't be too optimistic. You know, I, I feel the ire of the Georgia voter that, you know, why would we go out and vote when the same corrupt system is in place? I get that. That's not to say you shouldn't do it, but, you know, the underlying, I guess you would call it, lesson there, I think is valid on their part that Mm -hmm. how can you have faith in the system which so clearly failed having to do with the presidential election? Yeah. So that's, I think, the tough thing that, that those two candidates are up against. Also, I mean... You know, you have David Perdue going out there making stupid comments, you know, talking about, you know, people just need to get over their hurt feelings and, oh, you know, things are going to be ripe to make a deal with the Democrats on certain stuff. And I'm like, what uh, are you doing? Okay, yeah, that's not. Like, that's just dumb. Are you trying to lose? So. You should be, I'm going to be the guy that's going to be the roadblock to everything. Right, right. That's the winning message. You know, yeah. who would have thought we'd be sitting here saying, Kelly yeah, Walker right. or the the Tiger, yeah, exactly, no. exactly. <laughs> or, or or is it, or is it Leffler? Uh, it's Leffler, but I'll still say yeah, Loeffler. I, I like Loeffler. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it has been Loeffler. I like Loeffler. I like Loeffler. But yeah, she's turned into the harder conservative, which is yeah. so ironic. Yeah. I mean, that's just like the 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 peak of irony right there. We talked the other day uh, with uh, when Julio was on here, Matt, about just the the motley crew of basically criminals that Biden's assembling to be part of his cabinet. (laughs) And they've been very clear that they're going to be coming after guns. Mm -hmm. And they talk about potentially doing executive orders, basically reclassifying a bunch of stuff to be NFA applicable. They talk about massive taxes on uh, basically all firearms and magazines, um, and they also talk about an ammo tax. And now down in Texas, you have a state Democrat representative introducing a bill to basically remove 
the castle doctrine. She says it doesn't repeal it, but it, quote, requires a homeowner to exhaust the potential of safely retreating into their habitation before using deadly force in defense of themselves or their property, which I, is I a repeal. I love the the wording of these bills, safely retreating into their habitation. I mean, this is not a video game. Like, mm-hmm. this is a matter of seconds, you know, in these situations, in these horrifying situations. So, like, you know, what what determination is that? I mean, what criteria is this? But mm-hmm. uh, I, listen, I think that we need to, all, all, you know, make a note of the people who propose these bills and what they're proposing, fight it. But um, given how, you know, I mean, Nancy Pelosi's House Democratic majority is very, has been whittled down to a nub. I mean, she doesn't, she can't really maneuver much on that. I think we can pull out a win in the runoffs. If we have the Republican Senate, this is, you know, federally, it's not going anywhere. And even at the state level, I mean, the, the Democrats made no inroads mm-hmm. at, at, at the state level regarding uh, legislative seats in Texas. So I think we know their playbook, uh, which is good. I mean, we've known for a while. But listen, we have the courts and we have ACB on the Supreme Court. You know, I, I think we have a good shot at getting justifiable need clauses struck down for concealed carry permits yeah well you saw the new jersey lawsuit. yeah yeah the person refiled and, and now they're probably going to hear it so which is good news so i think we have a good defensive ground to defeat all these actions the ammo tax is not going to happen you know yeah, i mean it would i mean be I, mean, to- I, mean, I, mean I mean i mean i mean i mean i mean I mean, Obama had 16 to 20 executive actions after uh, Newtown and all that did, I mean, it sucked, but all that did for, 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 for some folks is, is increase, you know, the, the price of 223 ammo. Yeah. But I mean, it's still, you know, keep your eye on the ball, fight, stay active. But I would put the probability of any of this stuff being successful at like 2%. And I'm being generous at that. Yeah, I think my bigger concern, I don't I agree. I don't think that they'll be able to get the tax through, which yeah. you would think has to be a legislative thing, but who knows? They vowed basically to try to push the limits of executive order. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, um, hey, listen, Obama illegally created DACA. He created a new law through the executive, and now apparently we can't repeal that. So yeah, well, yeah apparently now that's the supreme law of the land. Yeah, so. Now, so yeah, you know, yeah. That's that's what I'm concerned with. I think you know they're going to try to reclassify stuff. They may try to impart the the tax through the existing NFA infrastructure. So we'll see what happens there. Basically, the moral of the story, the reason I brought this up is it's never a bad time to go buy guns and ammo. Make a great <laughs> Christmas gift for your loved ones. So. I will be upping my purchases over the next few weeks. I can tell you that (laughs) basically in anticipation of the coming civil war, because something I've come to the realization past few days, I've come to the realization that I think as a country, we're heading in a direction where it's uh, uh, not going to be reconcilable anymore. Oh, Um, I, I think we've already reached that point. Yeah, I I would agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we share nothing in common with, with anybody. From especially when you see area. right especially when you see uh which we're going to talk about in a second the supreme court case having to do with the election yeah i mean it's never been clearer that there's a massive massive divide here and i don't the the like we as conservatives can live with people with other opinions liberals cannot yeah and yeah when you look at the map of the country by county it's a sea of red except for a few cities 
which are obviously concentrated on the coast. I mean, it really is at this point the coastal elite versus yeah, the rest of America. Yeah, it, it's the coasts versus the rest. Exactly. Yeah. You know, before it was north and south. Now it's the coasts versus the, uh, you know, rural. Yeah. So I think we're approaching it's, that it, point. It's very of, much like the Chinese Civil War. Yeah. In terms of that, you know, the, the, the nationalists, the anti communist nationalist parties, uh, you know, under Chiang Kai shek controlled the cities and the urban areas and stuff. And the communists just dominated the rural areas. And uh, I think we all know which side. Yeah, look who won that. <laughs> look who won that war. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's something that is, I think, a little bit concerning. But we'll see what happens there. First, though, let, let, let's get past. Let's, let's, you know, let's try to get some level of normalcy here with the, uh, with the Pfizer news. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So last night, uh, the key FDA committee approved the Pfizer vaccine. Basically, now what we're waiting on is the full like FDA commissioner and all that to put the approval out to get the vaccine doses moving, um, which it's ridiculous that it's even taking them this long today to do that. President Trump this morning was, I think he called the FDA a slow old turtle. Yeah, um, I mean, they're moving at a glacial pace of government red tape here. They which, could have done this before Thanksgiving. Yeah, easily. It, exactly. Have, Nothing has yeah. changed since when the application was filed on November 20th to yesterday. Yeah, they basically waited three weeks for nothing. Yeah. And, you know, tens of thousands of Americans have died in the meantime. Yeah. Um, and, so, and then they're going to drag their feet again on the Moderna thing. The which Moderna is vaccine. next Thursday. Yeah. And, and again, that application has been filed and is just sitting there. So it's, it's kind of bullshit that it's even taken this long. I mean, I get people's apprehension. It's a new vaccine. Obviously yeah. you want it yeah. to be safe. Right. Yeah. But I think it comes along as like any sort of elective bit of medicine here. Right. Like mm-hmm. at the beginning, there's no way that the government's going to force you to take this, to do certain things. There's right. just not enough doses. Yeah. So you're going to have time to see what the long-term consequences of this stuff is. And I mean, it's an elective thing. So if you want to get the vaccine, get it. If you don't want to get it, don't get it. That's your choice. And I think that the choice should still exist. I'm pro vaccine. Yeah. Inject that into my veins when it becomes available for our group. Well, you're lucky you're immune now, but but I don't want this again, man. Let me tell you, I've never felt so sick in my life. It's, it's no, it's no picnic. I don't want it again. I, and And you had a, and you had a relatively mild case case and it kicked my ass. And, you know, frankly, just, just as an aside, man, like I want to go back to giants games. I want to go back to restaurants, bars. I want to see my folks. Like I want to, I'm done with this. Like, and also Mm -hmm. I don't want to get, like I said, I don't want to get it again. Um, so, you know, hopefully, you know, I mean, it is safe. I think, I, I know I saw some stories uh, in the UK because uh, the UK has started to distribute the vaccine now. Some people had some anaphylactic responses. Those people had a history of, uh, you know, history of allergies. Of major the, allergies. Yeah. They, these two people who fell ill in the hospital in the UK had to carry EpiPens with them. That's how serious yeah. their allergy history was. So in that case, yeah, I mean, you are going to re- be rolling the dice there, but that's like with anything. So- mm-hmm. Yeah, and, safe and 95% effective, which is frankly, that's quite an achievement in itself because the flu, it's very vaccine, good. The flu vaccine, I think is only 70% effective. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, and you, you, the, like you brought up, someone tweeted the other day, like, you know, 
why do you want to take the flu or uh, the COVID vaccine now? Like, what's the biggest thing you're looking forward to doing? And I could tell you, even though the Eagles are a flaming pile of dogs, it would still yeah. be walking into the link to go to an Eagles game with my yeah, friends. It's, yeah, right. Like yeah. that's, you know, that, those are the things that we as a country not only need for the economy, but just need in, as general happiness. So yeah. um, I, I want to go on vacation, you know, right, I want right. to be able to fly. I mean, I'm not flying until I get vaxxed. So, yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, yeah, I wanted to take a vacation in early, you know, 2021 winter, but yeah. there, I, I'm not going to find myself out of the country and get COVID and have to go to, for example, you know, the Dominican Republic hospital. Oh, <laughs> that's oh. not a place you want to be with COVID. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you're going to um, get COVID there, you're either going to get shot in the back like po- Big Poppy did, or or get some of that tainted booze that they had. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, remember I went right right around the tainted booze time. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you know, I mean, also I, you went to Cancun, and as you as you were putting your bags in the overhead to fly out of there, the oh, State yeah. Department issued the warning of "Don't go to Cancun." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> been dodging bullets for a while now. So. <laughs> the other part of this story, which you know really pisses me off, this is something that really gets me inflamed is you have all these globalists who basically say that even though the U.S. produced this vaccine, because it's a Pfizer American company that did it, that the rest of the world should get it equitably at the same time. And that billionaire globalist Melinda Gates, you know who she is, Mm -hmm. is, quote, incredibly disappointed that President Trump has executive order out to put Americans first in line to receive the China virus vaccine, and that it's America's and other high-income countries' responsibility to make sure that impoverished nations get access to the vaccine just as quickly as everybody else. What do you make of that? Oh, shut your whore mouth. I mean, I mean, listen, it's not like we're going to be hoarding the vaccine. We're going to give it to these people. Yeah, but it's also it's also like the same mantra as, you know, the emergency trainings on the airplane is you put your own mask on first. Exactly. Yeah. This America paid for this vaccine. They produced this vaccine. We have no obligation to give it to other people before we have full vaccination here in this country. Agree. And. That's America first. And this is going to become a huge issue with, you know, these these globalist Dems coming into power. And that's why President Trump put this executive order into place. Yeah, with the distribution schedule. So well, yeah, you know, you know, uh Zeke Emanuel, he said that we should be giving the vaccine to other people first. Yeah, no. And he's a part of Biden's COVID uh committee. He's also the guy who was like, we should all remain inside and not leave our homes for 18 months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's going to be a debate. It's certainly going to be a debate because we're not going to have, I mean, there will be a decent amount of vaccine in circulation by the time that uh, Biden gets into office, um, unless the long shot SCOTUS ruling comes, which we're going to talk about in a second. But that's going to be a big issue for the first hundred days of, of a Biden presidency is you know, if he's sending vaccine out of the country and people here are continuing to get in and die, that's not going to be good. Yeah. So really, it's America first versus America last. And that's, you know, why it's so sad that the Democrats stole this election. And 
another thing that I was thinking about this morning, I think the the most infuriating, you could call it the saddest part of the Democrats stealing this election uh, is that China will not pay for what they did to the world. Yep. In fact, they're being rewarded with their their basically asset being installed as the president of the United States. And the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced that China did it on purpose. Yeah. And that this, you know, was their so-called Hail Mary because they were on the ropes. Trump had them on the ropes. Economically, they had major domestic issues as well with Hong Kong and all those protests going on. And, and then they tossed this out there and it worked. Yeah. Because without the pandemic, none of this would have ever happened. Yeah. The economy wouldn't be in shambles. And the Trump would have won in a landslide. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, so I will also say that Ch- Biden's deal with CFC China Energy, that was not, that was not, that was meant to fail. Mm-hmm. Even remember, they gave him $5 million. Yeah, with no collateral. No collateral because that was their here. And it was forgivable. We will release this virus in three years to help you get elected president. That's what I think. Maybe. That's a long haul conspiracy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just kidding, folks. But there is like there is like a Manchurian candidate type at like, you know, oh yeah. Feeling to all this. That's exactly the feeling that I have about it. Honestly, it's a, that's a good way to sum it up. I mean, really, I mean, they've known each other for years. They've had relations for years. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. And I'm sorry. Like I, 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 you'll never believe, I will never believe that this was just, you know, Oh, a pandemic happened in China that their mindset is that like, we have a billion people, we could lose a half a million, half a billion, and we'll still have 500 million left. Right. Oh Yeah. They're not worried about killing people, you know, like Nero burning Rome, you know, like they don't care. So they're not worried about killing people. Look what they're doing in the concentration camps. I mean, look what they do. Allegedly, allegedly what they're doing. We we don't know if that's true. (laughs) Classic Matt, back back in action here. (laughs) But that was the, you know, that's the reason is they, they would have done anything to get Trump out of office. Yeah. And because I think- they knew that they couldn't beat him. Right. America was stronger than ever before. I mean, we were rolling him in the military, militarily, economically, and culturally. Yep. And, um, and, and it, was a, it was like a Financial Times had a good piece about how like the Chinese government had like a begrudging respect for Trump, but also were like in awe of him because like they never had this type of three-pronged assault on their, you know, geopolitical structure i guess so well, they were used to like joe biden being in charge of the united yeah. states yeah i mean they were used to pushovers being in our uh elected offices and you see still more results even you know after the election here trump is getting more results with peace in the middle east which is something that china doesn't want because global instability only benefits them yeah so they like to have that instability so they can go in and take up all those oil fields in the back door exactly Exactly. And they're, I mean, they're doing that in Africa. Yeah. So China is a major issue and the, uh, the supposed incoming administration does not see any issue with China. So that's going to be an interesting mix because you also have like 75% of America that despises China. Yeah. So that's not a very politically popular position, 
I also find it very interesting that this new, you know, nominated Secretary of Defense, who, which who knows if he's going to actually uh, get approved, but he made no mention of China in his statement about being yeah. nominated. Yeah, that's not good whatsoever. And I mean, I don't know if he's going to get approved or confirmed by the Senate because there's some, some, you know, uh, high bars for him to jump through, but it just shows the overall attitude towards China by by biden and his team so i mean at the same time i will say though he's the most uncontroversial of all the picks well the thing is he uh gets hired like four years ago though that's the problem and you know right he'll need he'll need the waiver but he also is getting some heat from progressives because of that you know not being far enough removed from active service i just i just well yeah that's the thing though remember i mean um are these same Democrats who were, you know, talking about, you know, principles when Mattis was up? Are they going to do the exact same thing? Because right. they have to. They have to. There is no wiggle room out of this. And it'll just expose. I mean, as we all know, with politics nowadays, we all know that it's partisan garbage they were saying before four years ago. So I don't think I mean, I don't know. We'll see if he gets there or not. But it, let me, I will say this. If he doesn't, all the Democrats are racist because they didn't support a first black secretary of defense so well there's the ironic part actually because <laughs> i uh i don't have any issue with him i have an issue that, for the reason that he was picked yeah, and yeah. biden all but said the other day that he was basically picked because he's black yeah and i'm like what what kind of world are we living in where yeah, that's, that's yeah you know, we got to meet these quotas yeah. and that's the reason to give people a job not because they're qualified which he is qualified yeah but his main messaging over why he picked him was, you know, it's time that the head of the military reflects the diversity of the serving forces. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, just stop. It, it, this is not like how do you, this is a very important position. This is not something to, to play like, you know, identity politics bingo with. And, yeah. and it's just, I don't know, but that's, they listen, he, that's, he has to do that though. That's what his people want. So yep. And, you know, he stole the election. So, yeah, <laughs> he has to do it. It's it's going to be um, – um, it might be interesting, though. I mean, it could be you – know, you have, I mean, you have picks like that where he's, like, blatantly, like, overt about, I, I picked him because he's a black guy. Mm-hmm. And for all these other positions, they're all, like, Obama-ite, boring, who the f*** are you picks that oh, certainly – yeah. certainly, yeah, old. And certainly, I mean, I, I know – the initial, you know, the initial gauge from the progressive left is, eh, you know, could be worse. We're not too upset, but they're going to get upset. There's going to be some pick that he makes. I'm guessing Treasury Secretary. Yeah, like Janet Yellen, I'm, uh, for example. I'm pretty sure that they're not happy about that, but we'll see what happens. I just know there's going to be one cabinet or a couple cabinet picks that he's going to make that's going to make the AOC and her squad go f-ing bat and grab some popcorn when that happens. Yeah. And as we just – or actually quickly before we move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you make of him picking uh, – he called him Xavier Baccaria, but it's at, in, which sounds like diarrhea. Um, but actually <laughs> – Baccaria. Yeah. It's actually Xavier Bercera, Bercera. Bercera or something like that, who has no experience in the healthcare industry, is not a doctor – to lead health and human services, which he called 
health and education services when he was making the announcement, just further underlining his dementia ridden brain. What do you make of all that? I, I won't lie. I kind of, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of been out of it, but I've heard that I think Josh Hawley is like dead set against them. Yeah. And, and just, just in general, Becerra is just a hardcore liberal and that alone <laughs> yeah. puts me in the hell no camp. Isn't uh, he the guy who had that infamous, uh, gun clip no that was uh what was his name um i can't remember his name i can't remember his name but remember he ran against feinstein in the senate yeah it was the jungle primary and those two were the two you know basically it was two democrats it was feinstein and and him and um oh what's his name now now that bothers me something with an l Ujon. oh leon i think leon yeah leon yeah yeah no, but I'm pretty sure Becerra probably would have said something like that. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. My take: block him. If, yeah. if there's one pick right now to like firmly be well, like, do, do what you can to block him, it, it's him. That's why the Georgia Senate is so important because otherwise we can't block them. Um, but uh, we alluded to it real quickly here: the uh, new Middle East peace agreement that was just announced yesterday morning, adding Morocco to the Abraham Records. That's another historic breakthrough, and uh, basically they said that Saudi Arabia was only a matter of time before they uh, joined the Abraham Accords, which would be I mean, massively groundbreaking, although I think that a lot of this is thrown into flux by the prospect of uh, Joe Biden coming into office. Yeah. So, well, especially with um, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the I think the uh, the crown prince literally said that like we can't go any further because we don't know what this Joe Biden guy is going to do. So right, I mean, you know, these guys like Trump and they like the level of peace that he brings, and all the people that Biden's appointing her, you know, the warmongers are back in charge. Um, We're probably going to find ourselves in some humanitarian led war. Definitely. Next 18 months. It'll be somewhere, you know. I think before the end of 2021, they'll be looking to put troops in somewhere. Um, We're going back into Afghanistan with these people. So, well, that's why Trump's trying to rush to get out of there. But I mean, I don't think that's going to be possible before then. So, last but not least, let's talk about this SCOTUS lawsuit because this is a big story, regardless of what the outcome is going to be, which I'm not optimistic about, to be honest with you all. But it is a uh, groundbreaking, unprecedented post-election action here. So it started with Texas bringing a lawsuit to the Supreme Court against the battleground states in which the election was rigged. Then a massive number of states have joined in in support of this lawsuit. Uh, I believe it's up to 19 now, and it's all the red states that you would assume. But you have Trump asking Ted Cruz to make the oral arguments if it goes before the Supreme Court. What do you think it obviously is going to be the end game here, but what do you think that this does as far as instilling a delegitimacy to this outcome of this election? And by the way, we have the uh, electoral college vote on Monday. Yeah, of course. I want this to succeed. Right. Yeah, of course. But 
I think I, I know our audience is going to be like, you know, oh my god, here they go again with the doom and gloom. But it it, it it's over, folks. I mean, it, it's it's um, you know, there there was I'm talking at a state level. Remember the remember in the December third, Nevada was like the Trump camp to the Trump campaign. You can present your evidence. Uh, they did, and they got shot down. Yeah, you know, the Sidney Powell lawsuits have have collapsed. The Trump campaign and the and the allies of the Trump campaign on the legal front have all suffered defeats. You, you know, when, when when there's a track record like that, where the lower courts have decided on something like this, it's very unlikely that the Supreme Court is going to throw a curveball and 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 go the other way. Right. So that's that's my so, very similar analysis of the situation is that we know they stole the election, right? The evidence is there. Yeah. But these courts have been so unwilling yeah. to take a stand. And the but Supreme Court high bar too though, man, you know. Well, yeah, but the I mean, Supreme I mean, Court I mean, no court, no, no judge wants to be like, you know, have a have a set the precedent of having a like, you know, a very low bar for throwing out ballots. So, I mean, they had to, right. they're so I mean, hesitant to take any sort of like, political move. This, I mean, this was bungled from the, from, 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 from the start. I mean, the, the legal, the legal offensive on this was, I, I think an abject disaster. It was not organized. It was kind of like them yelling at, you know, I, don't get me wrong. I like, I love Rudy. I like Jenna Ellis, but like a lot of times they were just yelling on, on, the, on, on Fox news. Yeah. Like get out, stop, just get out there, follow those motions and, and, get the affidavits and get the evidence. And apparently, I mean, it was a lot of witnesses, a lot of circumstantial evidence, a lot. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is a lot of evidence, but I guess the courts didn't find it convincing enough to toss out tens of thousands of ballots in three key states. Right, exactly. The evidence is there. It's just they don't want to invalidate these votes, which... And there's also time. I mean, remember, time is the most precious resource, especially in politics. And for two weeks, we kind of, you know, that the, our the, our our legal champions kind of, yeah. Did, frankly, I mean, I, I, sometimes it would, days would go on. They'll just be like again doing interviews on Fox News and and not doing the. I don't know, it, or, or at least that's what it seemed. Mm-hmm. And you know, it just you know, after a while, it just run you know it runs out. You know, it just it, it, <laughs> time goes by. You know, there are deadlines. You know, states have deadlines for these for these types of challenges, and when you kind of you know follow them days late you know can't do much about it yeah and i mean you know like matt said we would love for this to turn out in our direction we're just trying to set a realistic expectation here for you guys that yeah it's going to take a lot but now it would be interesting (laughs) it it would be interesting that if they if they did at least accept the case and allow the argument to happen yeah we just need four votes for that which the interesting thing is that our people have not stood up to stand with us. So yeah. that's not particularly surprising because of the way that the Supreme Court is. But either way, I think that whatever happens here, that President Trump's not go, going to be, you know, going away. No, oh, no, no. He, I believe, will run again in 2024. Yeah, tr- Trumpism is here to stay. I mean... I think, uh, you know, Politico aptly described it as a rainbow world coalition. I mean, people forget that almost 30%. I mean, it's a very diverse coalition. We got everybody. Yeah. Really do. I mean, he increased his his uh, support among, you know, non-whites. 
Uh, he doubled his support among the LGBT. I mean, 30% of gay Americans voted for Trump. Which I mean, is was I mean, a few years that's ago. That's mind-boggling. Unthinkable <laughs> a few years ago. Yeah, so. I mean that's that. I mean that, that that is that is a sizable chunk of of you know and and white right uh, working class uh, voters. I mean it, it's a very diverse coalition. Now, unfortunately, marginal changes in that white you know voting class block you know can cause trouble, and that coupled with Trump's decline in the suburbs didn't didn't do too well. Um, yeah. But, I Although mean, I think we I can think get those people it, back though. But when you look at that versus the Hispanic change, it oh. makes me even more suspicious about oh, yeah. what happened here. Yes, and also the fact that Trump, I mean, everyone's, I know, everyone's talking about Biden's vote totals. I get it, you know, most votes ever. But Trump got the most votes ever for an incumbent president in our history. So Yeah, I mean, the question is how many of those Biden votes were fraudulent. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know what? I think, I mean, again, I know you said time had, time has passed and, and things are too late, but, you know, in Powell's lawsuit that she filed, I don't know if it was a lesser degree in terms of the case, but the, 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 the people who I think she was saying how she has, she said she allegedly has evidence of people who, like, for example, lived in Michigan, uh-huh. but previously lived in Georgia and cast ballots in both states. Mm hmm. That wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, yeah. you remember before the election, I was talking about how I was on the New Jersey rolls for yeah. years after I left that state. Yeah. yeah. And she said there are thousands of people, you know, there are allegedly thousands of instances. Now, remember, Georgia, it's razor thin. So you never know with that. So, but it got tossed. So, we, yeah. We, well, in Georgia, you have those feckless state leaders that are doing nothing about any of this, which plays into the reason that I'm concerned about the runoff. Uh, and in Pennsylvania, like, like, like we talked about, they, they burned the, they burnt the envelopes. They destroyed the envelopes. So yeah. there's no way we can do voter signature verification. So they destroyed the evidence in, in Pennsylvania. Yep. I, mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm convinced of that. I mean, and went against the original Supreme court order to segregate the ballots. Yeah, they didn't segregate the ballots. So, I mean, the whole thing stinks. You'll yeah. never. And, you're and not going to a free and fair election. I, I mean, I think you and I both agree on that. Exactly. You'll never convince us. Fact is, we we have we have run out of time. I hate. I know. I don't like saying it, folks. You think you think you know? I'm 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 sick of and I'm I'm. I mean, it's it's terrible. The only thing the only thing I have going for me right now is that my my two football teams, the New York Giants and Notre Dame, are doing well. But <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's about it. That's a good summary. Is that? I mean, honestly, just like, I mean, we we've run out of time here. Like, I can't, I can't. I'm biased as hell, but I'm, I'm not gonna veer into Baghdad Bob territory with you guys, because that that's just me just lying to you. Right. Um, that's always been our opinion. Is yeah, that I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you guys. You know, I mean, right. listen, listen. Sometimes you know, you know, I mean, listen. I, I, it's like the movie Liar Liar with Jim Carrey. Sometimes you just gotta have a little lie. Sometimes you know the, yeah. but. You know, I'm not going to lie to you, folks, and um, I, I we think can't, we can't tell them that everything's going to be okay. Yeah, it's not. We, can't. <laughs> we can't. Yeah, we can't. You, you know, you, you can't. As much as I wish I perfect. could, I wish we were all going into this Christmas season celebrating a win and four more years of Trump. Frank, like nothing would make me happy. Years, but no, can't. There's no no liberal tears. Exactly. We just got to wait four more years until Trump can run again. Yep. Yep. So, or military coup. You know? Oh yeah, I mean, hey, hey, I know hey, you're on board hey. with that. Oh, so. I'm for that. It, it, for up to me, there'll be no more elections, <laughs> and I'll have a new one-third compromise. It'll be if you vote for a Democrat or a liberal, or yeah, but if you're a liberal, Democrat, whatever, aspire to that politics, your vote only counts for one a third of a vote. 
If you go to a college, <laughs> if you graduate college, it can only be one third vote. And if you if you if you introduce yourself as, you know, I'm Bart Scott, you know, he him, you get no vote. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Anyone who uses pronouns, no votes. Yeah. Oh but my God! If Matt had his way, Trump would be military uh, dictator. Oh, you know, but... he would have. He, Trump Trump would have won this election by ninety nine point seven percent of the vote. It would have been in like Jack Ryan, where they walk into the room. Yes, the president yes. is ahead by so yes. much that the election is moot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, at least you guys got some trigger to go into this weekend. Yep. Uh, a happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish friends out there. Oh yeah, Hanukkah begins in about forty minutes. Uh, didn't it begin last night? Wait, oh, it was last night? Oh. I think it was last night. No, no, no. Let me Google this. Yeah, I believe it, it started last night. Yeah, it did start last night. Last yeah. night was the first night. Tonight's the second night. Oh, oh, okay. I stand corrected. All right. Well, another night of latkes for our Jewish people. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll Sing be- that dreidel. Take some shots. <laughs> I, 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 I know I'm totally butchering Hanukkah right now. That's not what they do. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll be back here on Tuesday for another episode of Trigger. We hope you guys have a a good weekend. I'm sure you're all making preparations for Christmas. Uh, Stay safe out there, and uh, we'll be back here on Tuesday. See you then.